But I think she's going to be left without a lot of allies if she keeps turning on, like, Jeremy Corbyn and I know. Omar and when they need her. When she endorses Kamala Harris. <laughs> Did you see the guy who got a AOC tattoo on his When calf? she co-signs that Joni Ernst bill. <laughs> no. Oh, God. What? <laughs> it, God. I have to show it to you. It's almost worse than the Pete Davidson Hillary Clinton tat. Wow. <laughs> And this person, Jesus. I don't want to make fun of them, really. Like, the, the account, because it has 37 followers, it's obviously a Russian troll account. It's, like, joined... Do you think it's a real tattoo? I'm not sure. I think it's a real tattoo. I have to say, I think so. Yeah, it looks like a real tattoo. It looks pretty real. But... Also, it's a, it's AOC's face on someone's calf. Yes. And, like, it's their calf, so her face is all stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> right, and when the yeah. knee moves, you can see it's already, like... Lighter yeah. on the top of her head. It's so fun. Yeah. This image is amazing. It's very strange. This will be our cover art. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode. This is the one where we <laughs> eat pizza into the microphone. <laughs> I was a little bit worried about, like, last week. We kind of just, like, winged it. Like, we didn't have, you know, someone from Mint Press talk about, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the India-Pakistan divide or whatever, you freaks. But I actually got a lot of good feedback about last week's episode. Oh, awesome. People really liked your Of Bernie bit. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you know, your bit about Of Bernie, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what the people want. Yeah. Just enough, you know. They just want us to... to do our best red scare <laughs> and we do they want us to yeah we should just Every be day. a red scare uh, a talking red scare <laughs> well first of all Dan I can do the cold open whenever you're ready <laughs> shoot everywhere you look everywhere you look of somebody who'll help you get into USC <laughs> When you're lost out there and you're all alone, guys, wherever, will help you get a 2100 <laughs> by saying you have ADD. <laughs> Do you think they'll cover this on Shameless? Do you think he'll, like... Make it oh, my God, yeah. Uh, grudge that he has, he's taking it out. <laughs> In Fuller House. Do you know Lori Laughlin is one of the yes. indicted? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse's girlfriend. That's a amazing. Full house. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. <laughs> so, who were the celebs and who were the schools? The only celebs that I know about are Felicity Huffman. Yes. And Lori Laughlin. Yeah. And Lori Laughlin's Instagram star daughter. If you know where I'm going, please just don't comment it down below. I just don't want to deal with that. That's already my big fear of meeting people at my college that are just going to use me. I just don't want to call attention to it at all. Again, I don't think it's because I'm famous or anything like that, but it's just stuff that's happened in the past in my life that I just freaks me out. Whatever, it's my own issue. Right. Who she was, you know, trying to get <laughs> a doctor to say she had ADD. It is or... like that alderman in Chicago who, like, signed up 3,000 people to knock out, like, 1,000 signatures that his <laughs> opponent had, like, just, like, right. overdid himself. Like, why would you reach that far if you're a celebrity <laughs> and your kid is an Instagram influencer? People were circulating this, like, Instagram video that Lori Laughlin's daughter did where she was like, yeah, you know, my mom really wants me to go to college and, like... Oh, my God. And she... I... I've only seen people recap it in Twitter, but, like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, and, you know, 
I mean, I definitely am into, like, tailgating and, like, I want to get that college experience. Oh, my God. But, like, I just don't know if I really want to, like, go to college. Um, and then the whole college thing, yep, I'm going. I'm living in a dorm with a roommate who's so sweet. Uh, with work, it's going to be hard. Like, my first week of school, I'm leaving to go to Fiji for work. And then I'll be in New York a bunch this year for work and traveling to a different country because I'm creating something with this country and that's for work. So I'm, I don't know how much of school I'm gonna attend, but I'm gonna go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try and balance it all. Um, but I do want the experience of like game days, partying, I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. <laughs> this is what I will always bring up when people <laughs> tell me the Romanov kids shouldn't have been shot, yeah. I swear to God. Also people were circulating, unrelated. But totally related. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this tweet that um, Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow's wife, did. Okay. <laughs> about their oldest daughter, one of their daughters, who was like, uh, yeah, you know, she dropped out of Northwestern this year. Like, it was just too cold for her. <laughs> so she came back. She She's dropped back out. Home. Okay. Some of the best people do. Is that bad? No, yeah. No, not at all. Some of the best people do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Steve Jobs. Oh, oh, really? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was really hard being in the cold. You know, she's a California girl, and and she, Chicago winters are extraordinarily miserable. punishing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so after a year and a half, she said, "I'm so miserable. I want to come home." And we said, "Okay." And then she got a job right away, so she didn't have to go back. Sure. And, um, an acting job. An acting job. And now she's employed, living at home. <laughs> I love that. It's really cold in Chicago. What a great way to have college. Yeah. To say. <laughs> I know. And also, the take that I was really into is that, you know, it is people like Lori Laughlin and like Felicity Huffman. It's the lower upper class. You know what I mean? Yes. Or not not even the lower upper class, but like the, the middle class of the upper class. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? These yeah, people are yeah. like top 0.01%. They're not top 0.00001%. Yeah, exactly. Because if they were, they would have bought these schools like a gymnasium. Right, exactly. And that's legal, and then their kids would have gotten Yeah, this is the big... These, are, they're, right? these like... people are like the middle class of the upper class, so they had to bribe Wake Forest with like 45 grand in a duffel bag. Which is basically all briber bribery narratives. It's like, oh, these classless nouveau riche yeah. gangsters. <laughs> you know, why would they uh, Why would they use the word dollars, yeah. you know? That's also 80% of like the MSNBC criticism of Donald Trump. Is yes. that his new money? Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> he's Upper West Side, yeah. not Upper East Side. <laughs> Oh but yeah, God. these new money rooms <laughs> don't know the first thing about getting your kids into college, getting yeah. your duller children into Ivy League schools. Because they're not willing to do the work. You yeah. have to like conquer a continent yes. and do three generations where you go to the school. You have to buy a library. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just come waltzing in here with a duffel bag full of hundreds. It's a process. You gotta, you gotta woo them a little bit. Do you know how many people were, like, how many parents were involved? Apparently, there were, like, 50 indictments. That's it was, amazing. like, the biggest... It was a ring? They were... Uh, do you know where they were together? I don't like... know. Let me... I think it was a ring. Okay. I think it was, like, mostly centered in Los Angeles. That's awesome. And it was, like, yeah, like, the biggest mass uh, prosecution or whatever, mass indictments in American history in relation to, like, a college corruption scandal. Wow. Very cool. Was Yale heavily involved? I keep seeing yes, Yale stuff. Yes, it seems like the 
colleges that are getting mentioned the most are Harvard, Yale, which makes sense. And then USC, which kind of makes sense if you think about it being in Los Angeles. Sure. And then that's also kind of the reputation they have. And then Wake Forest was the other one. Where the fuck is Wake Forest? North Carolina, I think. South Carolina. And it's a good school. But I mean, it's not like uh, Harvard or Yale. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Wow. Being bitchy about college is also (laughs) such a New York thing that I miss. Yeah. I had some... I know, instead of uh, being competitive about what our SAT scores are, we were, uh, were competitive about what learning disabilities we were able yes. to get diagnosed with. Yeah, exactly. How much <laughs> extra time we were able to score. Apparently that was part of yeah. the scam. Was that's, like, yeah, that's entirely what it was. Right. Or that was, yeah. Uh, it was that the main thing. I, I only it read seems like that was shit, so I'm not as caught up on it, this, but... I, I don't know either, really. I checked out after I was like, oh, the lady from Full House. <laughs> this is hilarious. But yeah, the idea was like they would get a diagnosis for their kid that required extra time on their SATs. Yeah. And, and I believe get a special proctor is like something yeah. that comes with that. My understanding was like they were and you know, they were that this is why they like had to pay people off because they got like an extremely rare extra time rule where they could like come back over multiple weekends. Wow. That's my understanding. Huh. And then obviously if you can come back over multiple weekends, like it becomes very easy to cheat the test. <laughs> yeah. What I had heard was like in one of the cases at least, there was I a could, I could totally who was brought in yeah. to like the proctor just did the test for them, basically. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. I mean I, I mean we've had... both worked as tutors. Like, yes, like the whole yeah. thing is corrupt. Of course, yeah. yeah. No, I mean any tutoring is corruption, right? If right. there's not a single education system, you're only dealing with corruption. Right. Because this, they were aged. Okay, there's such the a thing as legacy admissions, which means if your parents went to Brown or Harvard or, or, yeah. or you know, UP, you can go. But it's interesting because the idea of legacy admissions is racist in nature, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It started in the 20s to keep out upwardly mobile immigrants who had started pushing for admission to elite schools. Yeah. And I think that that is a very, very bad system legacy. Why should your kid get in because you got in? Yeah. Okay. Well, well the only thing I will say That's is not when fair. it comes to I mili- didn't have any. I was the first person in my whole family to go to academies, college. Military academies. My, my family goes back generations at the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. And that's service to your country. So I would push back in that in that part of it because my grandfather, great-grandfather, my brothers, they all serve their yeah, country. Yeah, but if you don't have the grades, why should, why should you benefit from They did have the grades. That. My brother did. But I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of the fact that my family family's legacy is at the Naval Academy. My father's buried there. I'm not talking about your family. I'm talking you said about legacy. I'm talking about the policy of where legacy admissions came from. I'm very, so, keep, I'm very proud of my family's legacy at the Naval Academy. And Jews probably out of the colleges. Well, let me say that's I mean, what it's I, about. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Samantha Bee thing? Yes. Yes. Can you read that tweet? Oh, let me find it. <laughs> it was all caps. Yeah. Yeah. And who was it? Who said, yeah. Let me look at my likes. I know this citation is a feminist act. Forget who said that, but <laughs> yeah, that was a really smart guy. Whoever said that. <laughs> and what's your show called? Butt naked. <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> it's class struggle with the countess at the Foo Show. I don't even know something too leftist for me to understand. I bet. And they said you should probably sit this one out. And it's a retweet of the full frontal with Sam B account, you know, blue check mark saying all in caps, breaking news, entrance into college unjust, tilted in favor yeah. of white kids with rich parents. Wow, what a surprise. Uh, right, and then people immediately started tweeting back at her. Uh, 
about the time that Jason Jones went to their like school uh like basically they go they um live in New York City and their yeah. kids go to like an elite Upper West Side public school in New York City yeah that was about to integrate basically the public I was I went to public school in New York City and up until high school that's right at yeah. which point we went to a ridiculous uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah just a vampire completely dad. insane uh, <laughs> I, like prep school yeah so I got both sides of the tracks you know the yeah. completely segregated uh <laughs> The middle school I went to, the public middle school I went to, <laughs> it was one building with two schools in it. Yes, this you is told like, me about this. This yeah. is a known thing that New York City legitimately has the most segregated public schools in the yes. country. Yeah. So I went to a public middle school that had two programs in the same building. There was a general education school called CORE. Yeah. And there was a gifted education program called Delta. <laughs> right. And which is like so <laughs> I I could God, just dive horrible. into the ideology of, oh of core and delta. Core and delta. Yeah. Jesus um, But the core program was <sighs> Uh, virtually 100% black right. and Hispanic. Yeah. And the gifted program was virtually 100% white and Asian. Yeah. This is what yeah. I've heard, and I think it's, like, too generous in both directions, honestly, but that, like, in Chicago, black and white people don't live with each other, but they talk to each other. And in New York, they live with each other, but they don't interact. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's true about New York compared... Because, yeah, Chicago is geographically the most segregated city. Right. But... It is much more in line with the rest of the country than New York is. Yeah. Which is, for, you know, a lot of material reasons, less geographically segregated than other American cities. But in the way people live. Right. right because you can be living right next to each other and yeah. living completely different lives. Yeah, on top of each yeah. other in an 87-story building. Which is the case in New York City, right. particularly uh, with respect to the public education program. Right. So... That was my horrible segregated public school on the Upper West Side. Samantha B sends her kids to another horribly segregated <laughs> public school on the Upper West Side. Yeah. And basically there was a – they were trying to combine her – that school with another school. And the effect would be that they would desegregate this the both schools. Right. And yeah, Jason Jones gave like a public – he like spoke publicly out against it. Uh, I was just going to come up here and make jokes eloquently and not so eloquently. Um, so like Mr. Parker, I read the newspaper for some reason. Uh, I can't believe it's still around. But it disheartens me uh, to wake up in the morning and see that the Upper West Side is divided. We are not divided. We are absolutely united in wanting what's best for our children. And whether that be a bigger place for our children Yeah, he, he, yeah. The the full story. He showed his ass on that. Exactly. Yeah. Access. <laughs> and yeah. from what I remember, the specific thing was that he told the parents not to talk to the media. He was like, "Look, people have really strong feelings in either direction yeah. about this. Just don't talk to the media. This stays in the family." That said, when you scroll down and you read rhetoric from some parents that suggests that if you are opposed to this move. Those against this idea are terrified of what it would look like if the schools, of the school were to be in the area of funding the projects is dishonest at best and slanderous at worst. So I urge you, A, to stop talking to the press. This is a private matter, I think, among our community. This story doesn't exist without your quotes, so it's probably too late. It's probably on the press tonight. <laughs> and like, 
obviously they had a way of understanding what they did that wasn't we're fighting to keep the school segregated. But that was the practical effect of what they were doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I urge you going forward, and it goes for both sides too, because the other quote is just the same from the other side, that suggesting that, you know, uh, opposing the relocation, you know, says that a high performing school like this uh, could not move into a poor area and not change shows very little respect for these incredible teachers. So just be mindful of how you speak if you're going to speak to the press, uh, because And that's what liberalism is. Right, like, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a, like, there is so much segregation in the Northeast that doesn't get called segregation. Yeah. I had, you know, cousins who went to, like, a Sopranos-style high school, you know, a little bit north of me. And it was, like, half white and half Asian. And they had effectively segregated, uh, like, graduation parties. Right. Because, you know, there was a party that the white kids throw and the Asian kids just don't get invited to it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and you wonder why your improv groups are all white. <laughs> you look at yourself, society. You are the reason the improv groups are all white. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Twitter great. has been lit today. Yeah, Twitter's yeah. been great. Oh, my God, yeah. So yeah. Great day for Twitter. Yes. Oh, my that God. And, I mean, it's such a good day that we all forgot that Megan McCain called in sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, because she got owned too hard online. Just to do another quick Twitter one. Yeah. Uh, the Mitt Romney video. <laughs> <laughs> when someone said that, <laughs> call out to a real one. Happy birthday to you. Oh my goodness. What I've always wanted. <laughs> Look at that. Holy cow. That's fantastic. Wow. What are you guys going to have? <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone knew just what would tickle me early on in the cycle, and I was like, okay, cool. They brought him out a cake of Twinkies. Yeah. Very funny. He's such a freak. What, what, a, what a robot human. <laughs> and I was like, all right, but there's 40 more seconds of this video. Like, I, I guess I'm just going to watch me eat Twinkies. And then every step, like every five seconds, it gets yeah. exponentially weirder. He's an alien. <laughs> he is. What? Why is this? <laughs> I was, you know, yeah. a single human custom. <laughs> I saw the video and, like, the caption on it. Someone was like, oh, my God, look at the way that Mitt Romney blows out these candles. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we all love joking about how weird Mitt Romney is. But, like, come on, so what? So, like, he's he's weird blowing out candles. He was so weird blowing out these candles. So... You have to see how he blows up the candles. You have to see the design. It is the weird... You could not imagine the weirdest way to blow up a birthday cake. And it, this is weirder than that. It makes no sense. One of the scariest things to me in the video that I think has gotten underplayed is when they go, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And they go, Happy birthday, Senator Romney. Happy birthday, dear Senator Romney. And he's like, um, 
he's just he's like making like weird dad jokes. Yeah, he's like, oh, yes. uh, we should do this every year. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, what fun! Do you get one of these too? <laughs> like, just being such a weird, a, a weirdo. Yeah. This is never gonna work, is it? <laughs> These are all wishes I'm getting. <laughs> all these wishes. Paige, Paige made it. Paige designed it. No, really? It's beautiful. Are you kidding? Paige, did you do this? You are sick. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that. Goodness gracious. Look at this. Wow. I haven't, haven't had breakfast yet. Oh my god. Uh, oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for Megan McCain. Papa, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Megan McCain had to, uh, she pulled a hammy getting owned online <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't come into school. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Megan McCain. This this is part of the Ilhan Omar thing, so you can add this to our saga of Ilhan Omar. I can't believe, like, our first Ilhan Omar conversation was yeah. in overtime, because we were like, oh, it's gonna be over tomorrow. Right. And it's been lasting, like, eight I months. Know. It's amazing. God, we only thought there was enough oil to last, yeah. like, a, a single day of faux anti-Semitism <laughs> outrage. Yeah, it's a Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> so Megan McCain, like last week on the View, last week on the started View, started crying. <laughs> she was talking about the Ilhan Omer thing, and she started crying because she was like, "I may not be a Jew, but I am. I am good friends with Joseph and Hadassah Lieberman." It's just a Could distraction. Just let him answer. Are you comfortable with me speaking now? So she also said Israel has hypnotized the world, suggested that Jews in Israel have bought U.S. politicians all about the Benjamins, implied that American Jews have divided loyalties and it's okay for people to push allegiance to a foreign country. I again say, why this obsession with Jerusalem and Israel? Millions are on the verge of starvation. There is a chlora outbreak that's tied to the Saudi-led war that has erupted, making it one of the worst chlora outbreaks in our history. Why this obsession with this specific area of the country? And That was not a question. Thank you for your participation. On February 8th, 1982, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about U.S. policy in El Salvador. In that hearing, you dismissed as communist propaganda report about the massacre of El Mosote, in which more than 800 civilians, including children as young as two years old, were brutally murdered by US trained troops. As you said, as you've said many times, these are dog whistle comments for for Jewish Americans. Yes, they are, and they, and they hear what she's saying. And we can have to apologize for that. You have to admit, Megan, that it is disingenuous of the Republican Party to go after her. This is her point when they are backing a president so, who, who is in bed with so, dictators uh, committing human rights so, violations. Really, who traffics in Let's go there. So just really quickly, since we're talking about, about, I take this very personally. I, I, I would go so far as to say I, I probably verge on being a Zionist as well. But I will say that I don't have 
family that is Jewish, but Joe Lieberman and Hadassah Lieberman are my family. Yeah. And I take the hate crimes rising in this country incredibly seriously, and I think what's happening in Europe is really scary. And I'm sorry if I'm getting emotional, but the idea that this is politicized, I'm really not, I was very nervous to talk about this on the show because I thought it would become politicized, and it really shouldn't be. On both sides, it should be called out. And just because I don't technically have Jewish family that are blood-related to me, it doesn't mean I don't take this as seriously, and it is very dangerous, very dangerous. And I think we all collectively as Americans on both sides, and what Ilan Homar is saying is very scary to me and it's very scary to a lot of people and I don't think you have to be Jewish to recognize You don't. Joseph and Hadassah Lieberman are my family so I guess that does make me a Jew. We are going to cut this into the episode (laughs) but like it is astounding. It is like the Mitt Romney thing it is just an artifact that you can't represent unless you've experienced it. I mean Mitt Romney is also a nepotism case. Yeah, of like course. he's he's so weird in his oh own right God, that yeah. we overlook it. It has been fun. Um, yeah. Who was it? Greenwald, I think, pointed out like, "Hey, notice how the two biggest people in trashing Ilhan Omar have been Chelsea Clinton right. and uh, John McCain." Exactly. Star. Like, what is it about these legacy people that they uh, right. have latched onto this issue? And also, they are always the first people to call for someone to get fired. Yes. Oh, yeah. So she she was crying on the View because of how much Ilhan Omar's comments were. A, hurting Joseph and Hadassah Lieberman. Right, yeah. And she said they were scary, right? Yeah, and she started crying. So then Eli Valley, the brilliant cartoonist... Yeah, love his his work, love his book. ...tweeted a cartoon that he drew of Meghan McCain for the View thing, where she's, like, holding various... She's holding, like, a yellow Star of David and, like, a dreidel, and she's, like... You know, making the point that she's... She's claiming to be the victim of anti-Semitism because Ilhan Omar is criticizing Israel. And then Meghan McCain responded to it by saying, oh my God, this is the most anti-Semitic thing I have ever seen. Yeah, the picture is her, and it's like his style, Bally's style, and Meghan McCain is saying the things she said about the Holy Land, that refugee girl wants to exterminate us Jews. Yeah. And she's got a cross around her neck, she's making matzo ball soup from a mix, she's got a Matis Yahoo CD next to her. Uh, she's got Yentl. Papa, can you see me? Uh, and then a couple of like Papa, Eli Valley standards that are like a Christian's Guide to Seder. Like, ha ha, got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got like a Yuda jello, uh, yellow yeah. star with her. And then she tweeted, "Oh my God, this is the most anti-Semitic thing." I've ever seen. ever seen. So the most anti-Semitic thing that Meghan McCain has ever seen is a, a cartoon about her. Right. Who is not Jewish. <laughs> the most anti-Semitic thing she has ever seen is a cartoon making fun of a Gentile. It's also just like, how do you not... Th- like, Peter Herman said this, and it just yeah. like is the best way to encapsulate it. Like, there already is a most anti-Semitic thing that you've ever seen. <laughs> like, right. It is the Holocaust. <laughs> how is that not your first yeah. thought? Like... Oh, do people think I will mean that Hitler was not the most anti-Semitic thing I've ever seen? You've never seen uh, the horrific and deeply offensive Jew face that (laughs) takes place in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? (laughs) 
We got the rabbi. How? When? We heard today. My mother fainted, then called four people, then fainted again. This year on Yom Kippur, Rabbi Krinsky will be breaking fast at our house. You're gonna need some lamp. The rabbi loves his lamp. Excuse me. I'm in the middle of an order here. I'm so sorry. What were you getting? Pork chops. Put a pork chops on my tab. Oh, I can't believe it. The rabbi's been mad at us since the wedding. It only took four years of apologies and a dreidel signed by Sammy Davis Jr., but we finally got the bastard. Disgraceful. You like your free pork chops? Zip it then. Where an entire cast of non-Jews play the most disgusting <laughs> tenement New York Jews. Uh, did you see the Irish tweet where he was like, a writer from Mrs. Maisel is mad at me right now because I called <laughs> Auntie Bernie people white? <laughs> <laughs> Right, and that is another one of these great, like, um, Felicity Jones as RBG in that movie. I know. Like, there is so much. The Jew face in, uh, <laughs> I mean, Al Pacino. Yeah. Well, Al Pacino, I think, gets an exception. He he has played, like, 80 ethnicities in his career. Right. And, okay, <laughs> maybe that's a bad Sorry, there are thing. no Jewish actors that can play Shylock? <laughs> Not like Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, Brosnahan's a Jewish last name, right? Uh, it was Brosnahan. Bros- no, it was before. The- no, yeah. <laughs> they changed it at Ellis yeah. Island. Uh, <laughs> oh, Rachel Brosnahan. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Who's I mean, Jewish? Is a treasure. But, yes, uh, he's amazing. The mom isn't even. She's like South African. No, I, it's almost as if <laughs> they uh, they had some agenda. Yeah, and you said this which, like, I, you know... I think Executive is... produced by Ilhan Omer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said this which, like, I think is the biggest moral takeaway from just the hilarity of the whole situation, right. which is, like, this is Zionist ideology. Right, this is a part of a, of a project that has been taking place for a while now, where the real diaspora Jew, the real Jews in America are the evangelical Christians who are Zionists. And they are constantly victimized by the the real Nazis in America who are diaspora Jews. Which I mean, like, Protestant Christians, all Christians, but Protestant Christians in particular, already kind of believe that they're Jews. Yeah. Like, particularly, like, the American Protestants. Oh my god, yeah. And they call they grow up calling themselves Judean right. Christians. And they have this messianic view where all the Jews need to live in Israel for the Messiah to come back. So this is, like, some kind of biblical fulfillment, fil- fulfillment where they, white evangelical Christians in America, are the true Jews Mm -hmm. because God has chosen them now. And the demonstration of their their holiness, of their grace, is that they want there to be this Jewish state for the old archaic Jews who have to be in Israel to, to actually be Jews, whereas we can be Jews anywhere. Because we have the new covenant. Exactly. Uh, And we are under attack from these diaspora Jews who don't want to leave because they're Jews. Yeah. Which is always what happens. Like, that is the Christian narrative is like, the Jews are the real Romans, aren't they? Right. They're the real pagans. They're the. uh, Yeah, exactly. Have we talked about John Hagee before? Like, this is McCain's pastor who is one of these prototypical... So this was not Meghan McCain. I don't think she goes to this church. I actually don't know. I I haven't seen anyone ask her about it. But I don't know if she still goes to this church. But John McCain went to a mega pastor's church, this guy John Hagee. And you'll probably remember this when I talk to you about it because I remember it being a scandal at the time that this guy is one of these 
evangelical Zionists. He runs like all kinds of events for Israel, which is just to like the far right in Israel. But he also thinks that all Jews are going to hell. Right. And McCain had to had to reject his support when he was running in 2008 because he was such a vicious anti-Semite. Yeah. But your own campaign acknowledged that you should have done a better job of vetting oh, sure, Pastor Hagee. Oh, sure. So was it a mistake to solicit and accept his endorsement? Oh, probably. Sure. Uh, so you don't I, want to want his endorsement? Many things. I'm glad to have his endorsement. He said that Jews go to hell. This is the guy. This is the pastor, John Hagee, who was John McCain's pastor at this mega church. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and send to them, all you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And he spoke to them, and they stood, and they became an exceeding great army, meaning they physically came to life. Now, how is God going to bring them back to the land? The answer is fishers and hunters. The answer is given in Jeremiah 16, verse 15 and following. God says in Jeremiah 16, Behold, I will bring them, the Jewish people, again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. That would be Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Behold, I will send for many fishers, and after will I send for many hunters, and they, the hunters, shall hunt them, that will be the Jews, from every mountain and from every hill and from out of the holes of the rocks. If that doesn't describe what Hitler did in the Holocaust, you can't see that. So think about this. I will send fishers, and I will send hunters. A fisher is someone who entices you with a bait. How many of you know who Theodore Herschel was? How many of you don't have a clue who he was? Sweet God. Theodore Herzl is the father of Zionism. My great-great-uncle Theodore Herzl. (laughs) He was a Jew that at the turn of the 19th century said, this land is our land. God wants us to live there. So he went to the Jews of Europe and said, I want you to come and join me in the land of Israel. So few went. Herzl went into depression. Those who came founded Israel. Those who did not went through the hell of the Holocaust. Then God sent a hunter. A hunter is someone who comes with a gun, and he forces you. Hitler was a hunter. And the Bible says, Jeremiah writing, they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill out of the holes of the rocks, meaning there's no place to hide. And that will be offensive to some people. Well, dear heart, be offended. I didn't write it. Jeremiah wrote it. It was the truth, and it is the truth. How did it happen? Because God allowed it to happen. Why did it happen? Because God said, my top priority for the Jewish people is to get them to come back to the land of Israel. Today, Israel is back in the land, and they are at Ezekiel 37 and 8. They're physically alive, but they're not spiritually alive. Now, how is God going to cause the Jewish people to come spiritually alive and say, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is God? Right. (laughs) Well, because that's also part of the... Is it eschatology, the Christian like view of the apocalypse, is that Jesus will return and like 144,000 Jews will accept him and become Christians and be saved in that right. time, and the rest won't. Exactly, but, yeah. That's what it says yeah. in their uh, revelations. Book. Yeah. Yeah, and he has said... The most metal book in the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> he has been asked, do Jews go to hell? He says, Jews go to hell. Right. And he believes that, and he is this huge Zionist, and he has raised a ton of money. It looks like he's even raised... I'm sure this is all fake and it's gone somewhere horrible, but it says here, John Hagee Ministries event honors Tree of Life victims and raises $1.45 million for 12 Israeli and Jewish non-profit. Oh, okay. So um, there was something about the Tree of Life synagogue in here. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He raises money for, like, Jewish causes 
as long as it is a tax he feels he has to pay to get all the Jews back into their holy land. Right. Yeah, and this is how Meghan McCain was raised. And yeah. this is, you know, basically what Joe and Hadassah are doing when they're allying with these people. Yeah. Is they believe that too. They think there should be, like, all the better if there's a hunter in America. They really wouldn't mind. They think the Holocaust was sent by God, you know? Yeah. Anyway, she got so owned online for saying that she was the victim of anti-Semitism that uh, she had to call in sick to The View yesterday. That was awesome. Yeah. So they only had one uh, <laughs> failed daughter of uh, the Republican Party. How many horrible daughters of horrible men are in The View? It's like Abby Huntsman. Yeah. Megan, Megan McCain, McCain. And there's... um. Anna Navarro, uh, whose dad was a Contra. That's right. Though she's not really on The View, is she? Yeah, she is. Okay. She's a main View host now. And, of course, uh, Joy Behar's uh, grandfather was the first Catholic to uh, run for president. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain that yeah. to me. <laughs> I watched The View today of The View yesterday, the one where Meghan McCain called in sick. And it made They had her on a speakerphone. <laughs> The whole time. <laughs> Whoopi was just holding it. <laughs> Whoopi was out too. I know Whoopi like, was out too. <laughs> I feel like Whoopi has been really stepping away from her view priorities. Do you think she's sick? No, I think she's looking she's for trapped out. Gig. Yeah. That would be interesting. It's like when a Sup- Supreme Court justice retires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we lost another one in the Trump years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite View host? I mean, Joy Behar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's like, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is very talented, too. She's great. I... She got Ted Danson to do blackface. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Ted, it's me out. Rosalie Whoopi Goldberg. It seemed like a good idea at the time uh, because she asked me to. And what are you going to say? Can you give us a little preview? No. <laughs> My career would end. I think Whoopi Goldberg is a better comedian than Joy Behar, and I, I am annoyed how Russiagate-y Joy Behar is Jay now. Boy, Jay Boyhart <laughs> is Bill Mark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are the same person. I, I, I wanted to have you on just because I love you and I, you always make me laugh, but also because I feel like I'm also having an argument like almost on a weekly basis with other Democrats where you are on my side. Yes. I keep saying Democrats are too nice. They're too nice. They don't go, and you are my ally, right? What? They don't go for the jugular. You right. don't go for that. When they go low, we go high. No, when no. they go low, we should go lower. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you're the first perpetrator of this. He wants the kumbaya. Forget the fuck the kumbaya. These people on that side are crazy. Don't you understand? They're crazy. Well, and they love Have you. Have ever seen them in the same room? Yeah. Together? Uh, they are exactly the same. That's person. so funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then I love both of them. <laughs> Raven is my favorite view host ever. She's gone now, of course. The Raven era. Is oh, over, really? But yeah, Raven Simone. Why'd she leave? She um, wasn't. She wasn't good. It wasn't for her. There, because Joy and Whoopi are the two permanent seats, and then other people tend to move in and out pretty quickly. Yeah. Though it seems like Megan McCain has been there for a long time already. And she has. Jenny McCarthy was there for a little while. Yeah. You know, there are people who make bigger names for them. It's like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are there for a long time. They don't really get a lot of bits yeah. out, you know. Oh, my God. Bill Maher also has sounded off on the Ilhan Omar stuff. We were just yeah, about she this. called, he called her, uh, and then, or he was like, she could be an anti-Semite. I don't know. Right. I think you're allowed to criticize Israel without being an anti-Semite. Having said that, I've read some of her other tweets. Maybe. Mm-hmm. She might be. I don't know what her, her thoughts are on this. 
And he said, you know, Palestinians are victimized. I hope she comes on this show and we can talk, and she and I would agree about very little about Israel and Palestine. We would agree that Palestinians are victims, but not of Israel. Right. They're right. victims so, of other Palestinians, unfortunately. By yeah. other Palestinians. By, let's not forget who the real Palestinians are. <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans. <laughs> New rule. I'm sorry I used the N-word. I'll never say it in public again. But let's not forget who the real N-words are, folks. The Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh you want to know why i said oh my god twice before we yes. were recording yes so i was on the new york times what's in the news and i saw two op-ed headlines the, the first time i said oh my god was because i saw this headline the rights lena dunham fallacy <laughs> who wrote that some guy, Timothy Carney, mm. forthcoming. He's not a regular columnist. Mm. And then, so I saw that, and then I said, oh my God, again, because I saw the next headline, <laughs> If Stalin Had a Smartphone. <laughs> Stop. By David Brooks. Stop. <laughs> what would Stalin have done if he had a smartphone? <laughs> if only Stalin had taken the time to learn some personal responsibility. That is so funny. If only. We, and the, we have too many Stalins in this country having kids and uh, not raising them. <laughs> Where's this generation yeah. Stalin? <laughs> Where's our Mao? Yeah. <laughs> They're doing freelance, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the which one do you want to which I, one should we do I'm more interested in the if Stalin, if Stalin had a smartphone smart if you give a Stalin a smartphone <laughs> well it starts with David Brooks making a shocking admission oh well we already know he did weed once yeah. that's his classic shocking admission <laughs> I feel bad for Joseph Stalin wow oh my god <laughs> Wow, this whole op-ed is just about how David Brooks thinks that uh, those Jewish doctors poisoned Stalin. If he just had a few more years, he probably could have turned the whole thing around. I feel bad for Stalin. All, all the doctors were Jews. There was a conspiracy. Peter, he's done it. David Brooks finally figured out how to condescend yeah. to Joseph Stalin. This is the column where David Brooks yeah, uh, comes out as a Marxist lender. Another secret ideology he holds. I feel bad for Joseph Stalin. He dreamed of creating a totalitarian society where every individual's behavior could be predicted and controlled, but he was born a century too early. He lived before the technology that would have made being a dictator so much easier. I haven't read this stupid article, okay. but, but smartphones. It. And then I guess he's talking about like the Chinese like social credit. Thing. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we don't have anything like that. <laughs> God, I'm glad exactly. we don't have, like, a social credit rating number <laughs> that follows you around for the rest of your life. And you, uh, you can't pay your student loans on time, then it impacts your ability to get a credit card. Oh, God, could you imagine if we had a uh, some kind of credit number that followed you around wherever you go? That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think we're going to go to war with China? Man, I hope so. <laughs> I would love to be the fifth column. Exactly. In, in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> raising the the PCR flag, the yeah. RC flag. And like, yeah. I mean, honestly, if China <laughs> if China conquered us, things would objectively get better. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of our only 
<laughs> the only thing that could help at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> is China doing nation building here? Yeah. Definitely, I'm with Lenin when he says, if you are a real anti-imperialist, you want your country to be beaten in war. Mm. And I would really like that. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we don't need China to beat us in war. <laughs> we can't fucking win anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's about the Chinese social credit system. Oh my god. Can we talk a little bit about, just because we were talking about Bill Maher just a second ago. So I told you this, I, I, you know, because I'm a horrible YouTube person, I am on YouTube a lot, and I sometimes watch classics just to see what they're like. I'll see Jon Stewart, you know, annihilate <laughs> on Fox News. From, Jim Cramer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, that, I'll see him on Crossfire. Just really like that moment. <laughs> So I rewatched an epic Hitchens slapdown. Oh yeah, a Hitch slap as they call him, uh, where he it's his most deaf one on Bill Maher, and <laughs> it's famous for he you know uses this quip that he's been the, Hitchens uses this quip he's been saving since the green room. Yeah, he calls him Mister Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, very very. Where were you educated, Mister Definitely? <laughs> Why did you? I must have missed you in Oxford. <laughs> Uh, I remember seeing that. Say this is our rapist Clinton. He was a Rhodes scholar. (laughs) I remember seeing that closer to when it happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love Christopher Hitchens. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, most deaf shouldn't be talking about foreign policy if he doesn't even know the GDP of Iran. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. You you think we shouldn't murder every Iranian, huh? And yet you don't even know uh, what the name of their currency is. Very interesting. Don't think you're really informed about this. Christopher Hitchens. I'll have you know, Mr. Definitely, some very well-educated men would like to turn all of Iran into a parking lot. And I I think they've thought about this a little bit longer than you have. Christopher Hitchens uh, thinks that getting the first draft of the CIA facts book (laughs) gives him an advantage over people. (laughs) Yeah, and like basically what happens now it's clear to me and you know obviously I was a little racist imperialist at the time that's the only explanation that I thought that was cool but basically how it goes is most deaf goes uh, like I want to say something about Iran or something like that and because of his accent the audience laughs at him okay this is what I have to say about nuclear weapons in in general okay (laughs) and then he goes on to say like exactly what we believe basically that he's like you know, well, why do we have a big fucking right. nuclear arsenal? You know, shouldn't we disarm at, before we, you know, talk about how anyone else needs to disarm or, like, not try to get a nuke? And he's like, if I was any other country, I would want a nuke. Like, obviously, you know, right. see how much it helps, like, Russia from not getting invaded. Yeah, right? seriously. First of all, the nuclear club should be disbanded because every the, America has proven that there's no country who's going to really be responsible with this shit. Okay, in the last, in less than a hundred years, you got Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and Chernobyl. Gorbachev, I agree when he says there should be nuclear disarmament. There should be no nuclear club. You can't get on Iran's back and say you can't have nuclear arms, but we can. Oppenheimer was right. We should have never built this shit to begin with. It was wrong. We haven't learned our lesson, and now. Oppenheimer's prophecy is coming to be fulfilled because when when countries like Iran or other countries, which their argument is, why can't we? If you can, then why not I? Because we don't have the same type of politics or because we're we're, um, 
And Christopher Hitchens basically, like, you know, we were talking about this and you said, like, from what I remember, at least the point of the video was, is like, but then Hitchens schools him because he, like, disses him with his name. Yeah. Mr. Definitely, can I call you that? I heard you, before I came on, I heard you say you didn't care about Osama bin Laden, you'd rather talk about New Orleans. Wait till someone who thinks like bin Laden gets hold of an apocalyptic weapon. You will stop sounding so funny. I don't, I don't, I don't have that I type of paranoid um, viewpoint of the world. But then he goes like, you know, he says like something and most Def just like clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. He like seems totally out of his depth and like, yeah, you never should have spoken up on this, you celebrity out of yeah. the rapper. And it turns out what Hitchens is saying is, oh, glad to hear you agree with us neocons that Iran is trying to get a nuclear weapon and that they are lying when they say they're not and that the international community is having its, uh, you know, having their noses thumbed in it or whatever. Well, we're, me, we're odds on certain things. Me, the, Iranians, the Iranians deny that they are trying to go nuclear. Right, and they, they say, say that they're doing they've it for... Sworn, they've sworn on a stack of Qurans that they do not want this program for weaponry. So you're just why does no one believe are, them? I'm pleased to see you're just assuming that they're lying. Why, why, why does they're, no so, one they're, believe so They're tearing up every treaty they've ever signed. They make nonsense of non-proliferation, nonsense of the UN, nonsense of the international well, if, 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 nonsense if the U.S. can have no, one, I agree with you. I think, Britain can I think, have one, I think, then why not Iran? I think they're lying. What type of example is it for us to dictate these terms to other nations He's like, you know, we're glad you agree on that. And, like, this is obviously just, like, very inside baseball neocon to Dick Cheney yeah. pipeline concerns because, like, most people in America just accept the propaganda that's already gotten out there that uh, that is totally false, that Iran wants a nuclear weapon and is trying to get one. Right. And so, of course, that's what Mostef thought. And even in those circumstances, he was like, yeah, yeah. empire's bad. What, do you, think, what do you think the Mullahs want it for, then? <laughs> There's also a great clip of Bill Maher politically incorrect, like in the '90s with Boots Riley, who would yes. play, who was in the coop at the time and would later direct. Sorry to bother you. All right, Boots Riley, your your new record, The Coup. Yep. Okay, is that your group and the record? The group is the coup. The group is the coup. The record's called Party Music. I know there was another cover for it, which we yeah. can't show, <laughs> but I'll tell them about it later. Uh, don't be scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared where he, he's a communist and he's like defending being a communist and it's like, yeah, he's exactly right about everything. Right. Boots, I want to talk about your album cover. Now that's the one that's out in the store. It's, a picture, it's called uh, Party Music. So it's a picture of a guy holding a champagne glass. It's a Molotov cocktail. A Molotov cocktail? It looks with, like a cocktail. Oh, it looks like a flaming martini. Right, cool. Here's the one that you want. I don't know if you can see that, but uh, if you can get close enough in there. It's, it's the World Trade Center uh, on the day just as the planes hit. And there are you guys, you don't look terribly upset about it in the foreground. You look like you're partying and... Well, there are, no, there are no planes being hit right there, but... Look, but uh, it's the World Trade Center yeah, exactly. being hit by planes. I think uh -huh. he, no, he's, de de he's detonating it yeah. with a guitar tuner. Yeah. Oh, you're detonating it. Okay, very important. I understand. This truly is a coincidence. This was out in May before the uh, t towers were hit. A bad coincidence. See the uh, so. W tell me what this means okay. and why you. Well, it think means literally. The metaphor is supposed to be that our music is destroying capitalism. I have a bass guitar tuner, which is detonating the bomb. Well, Bruce, my, let me ask you, what have my, you got against capitalism? DJ has. Why is? DJ, why do you want to destroy capitalism? What have you got against capitalism? Oh, the same. The same reason that people should be against the re Enron controlling the government. Well, that, well, 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 against, well, okay, but that's not capitalism. That is exactly. I live in capitalism. Exactly. I have. I know. I'm on TV. They probably showed a Coke ad right now. I'm 
on something being done by Disney, I so I have to use it. And like, Bill Maher is just like, uh, what if Stalin had a smartphone? <laughs> I'm a communist. And I think that oh the people man. should have control over their own destiny By the way, and over the profits. Did you read any of the history of the 20th century? Yes, they did try communism. He's more concerned with material equality and individual rights. And if people know the definition of it, they are one too. But it doesn't work in practicality because it doesn't conform with human nature. God damn. Yeah, and like obviously that's who most of the stuff is going to be. The, the, like the people they warn us about being the next Hitler are going to be Ilhan Omar, right? And the people they warn about being the next Stalin is going to be Boots Riley. Right. When people say like you know AOC is dangerous because she says that uh, like fear isn't a plan, justice is a plan, or whatever the fuck she yeah. says, you know, like they think they're Stalin now. Like they are not going to be ready. Fear is not a plan, and but courage is a plan. Yeah. Oh, so I, I did want to say this. Watching The View, it was amazing how normy it is to realize certain things are. Like the Melania body double thing. Were they talking about they it? They were talking oh about it. Oh my god. They did a segment on it. It was like was one of the any big. of them was Joy Behar like, yes, there are two Melanias. Yes, but like, like as a joke, like they're yeah. already on the ironic but it is it, it's been too long. It's already mainstream yeah. now. It's really Abby Huntsman is doing like <laughs> big troll face. Um, cool. And they, uh, some of them really. Well, like, I guess we just need to go down one more rung of irony then. <laughs> if they're on to us. Right, yeah, we yeah. gotta move to a new scene. Yeah. But they, a lot of them, the Democrats basically, all like AOC. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it was you who brought this up. Like, you know, what about yeah. the AOC's canceled train? Like, yeah. is the. I think Ilhan Omar has basically shown that she is a much superior she is, yeah. person. <laughs> just like, she's better at being progressive right. than AOC has been. Even though, and I mean, or perhaps because she's not affiliated with the DSA. Right. Uh, and she doesn't call herself a socialist. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Like, saying and Obama's, AOC has really been not doing enough to uh, defend Ilhan Omar. No, doing not at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's going to happen when people come for AOC, right. really? Like, yeah. she can't just, you know, Twitter laugh at them. I know. Eventually she'll do something worse than uh, <laughs> saying, like, we need to gangbang climate change. <laughs> she, do you remember what she said? No! That's so she funny. was like, she didn't say gangbang, but she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, when you're in Congress, you have, like, a huge, like, legislative agenda, but you just need to get your staff and you need to, like, make train. <laughs> <laughs> like, make train on the, on your political <laughs> One of the things they were talking about on The View was Abby Huntsman goes, what's her name? AOC, uh, she says some, thing, some things that are pretty radical. Like, she says that our country is 10% away from garbage. And, like, I know Marines. Our country is not 10% from garbage. Is that what you think? <laughs> and, you know, uh, some other host, who's, uh, like, not Abby Huntsman, looks it up. And she's like, well, what she said was in terms of civil rights, right. you know, we are better now than we were before. But we have so far to go. Are you satisfied with 10% better than garbage? And, like, just because she uses that epic bacon language, like, the view people are totally okay with it, and it's just controversy for them. Like, right. they can talk about these purely symbolic things, but I think she is going to be left without a lot of allies if she keeps turning on, like, Jeremy Corbyn and I know. Omar and if, when they need her. When she endorses Kamala Harris. <laughs> Did you see the guy who got a AOC tattoo on his When cap? she co-signs that Joni Ernst bill. <laughs> No, oh god, what <laughs> it god. I have to show it to you. It's almost worse than the Pete Davidson Hillary Clinton tat. 
Wow. <laughs> and this person, Jesus. I don't want to make fun of them, really. Like, the, the account, because it has 37 followers, it's obviously a Russian troll account. It's, like, joined... Do you think it's a real tattoo? I'm not sure. I think it's a real tattoo. I have to say, I think so. Yeah, it looks like a real tattoo. It looks pretty real. But also, it's a it's AOC's face on someone's calf. Yes, and like it's their calf, so her face is all stretched out. <laughs> right, and when the knee yeah. moves, you can see it's already like lighter yeah. on the top of her head. It's so fun. Yeah, this image is amazing. It's very strange. This will be our cover art <laughs> this week. But this account joined January 2019. It's right. got like five tweets on it that are all like Bernie Sanders, antitrust Eddie, and Rokana. Yeah, antitrust Eddie. That famous. Uh, Modern progressive rallying cry. Trust busting. <laughs> so I don't want to, uh, you know, mock this account too much because it's my real person. I hope they do more work too. You know, these are good memes. Keep them coming. <laughs> but yeah, like that. I don't know a better way to encapsulate the AMC cult than this image. For for many of us, we, we, we think of ourselves as Democrats, but many of, of the ways that our Democratic leaders have conducted themselves within the system is not one that we are all proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will talk about the, the family separation or caging of kids, and, and people will point out that this was Trump. I mean, this was Obama. And you know, well, I'll say something about the booming uh, of, of countries around the world, and people will say that was Obama. And all of that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening now is very different because a lot of it's happening uh, with secrecy. It's happening with the feel-good, <laughs> um, polished way of, of, of talking about it. And, and when you talk about waking people up for complacency, is to say that we can't be only upset with Trump because he's not uh, a politician who sells us um, his, his, his policies in the most perfect way. His policies are bad, but many of the people who came before him also had really bad policies. They just were more polished than he was. And and that's not what we should be looking for anymore. We don't want anybody to um, get away with murder because they are polished. Mm-hmm. We want to recognize the actual policies that are behind the pretty face and the smile so that we can understand the kind of negative impact or positive impact they will have on us for generations. Of-